Hello, musical theatre fans. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. My name is Ian Boquette, and every week I ask special guests from the world of musical theatre and beyond all about their favourite musicals and what show they would order run forever if they were the Mayor of Musical Theatre, which is obviously a very made-up position. Really fun episode this week. If you were lucky enough to see the new British musical Ride by Freya Catherine Smith and Jack Williams when it played at Charing Cross Theatre at Leicester Curve or most recently at Southwark Playhouse, you are a lucky, lucky, lucky human being. And you'll know what an incredible, absolutely incredible, insane talent Liv Andrusier is. She is already award winning for the role, but excitingly, she's now nominated for a stage debut award as well. So um, a few episodes ago, you might remember I talked to Davina DeCampo about the stage debut awards. Um, They're hosting the ceremony and it celebrates new theatre, something I'm obviously deeply passionate about. The ceremony is on the 1st of October. And if you would like to join Liv and Davina at the ceremony and enjoy a fantastic night, including three course meal, live performances, DJing, dancing, and of course, getting to mingle with all the incredibly talented people who will soon be West End superstars, do follow the link in the show notes and get yourself some tickets. Hopefully see you there. This podcast was produced in association with MusicalTheatreReview.com, your premier source for news, reviews and interviews on all things on stage, backstage and worldwide. All the social media links for them, for this podcast and for Liv are all in the show notes, so please do follow and get involved. Um, So we recorded this episode in a rehearsal room next to an open window because it was like five billion degrees centigrade in there. So please do forgive the slight echo and the background noise and some of the edits we had to do around that background noise. Um, But it's one of my favourite conversations so far. Liv is an absolute delight. It's a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. I can, I can move, ish. <laughs> Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. I am composer, reviewer, photographer, and now podcaster slash fake mayor, Ian Boquette. But I am far less worthy of the title of Mayor of Musical Theatre than my guest today. She only graduated from the Royal Academy of Music a couple of years ago, but has already won an Offie Award and been nominated for Best Performer in a Musical at the Stage Debut Awards for her performance as Annie Londonderry in Ride, the extraordinary new musical by Freya Catherine Smith and Jack Williams. She's been a performer on stage and screen since childhood, appearing in loads of... I just wrote loads of stuff. appeared in loads of stuff. And she is, without question, one of our country's great acting talents and future superstars the police are on their way to arrest her now live and juicy i'm a big fan thank you so much for being on the podcast <laughs> thank you for having me oh no oh that's should an ambulance wait? actually should we wait till it stops oh, it's fine that was quick <laughs> it's fine it keeps it natural uh, we're recording this in a rehearsal room by an open window which is a perfect place to record yeah yeah well yeah it's nice i've been here all day so it's very nice to have a break from Uh, the intensity that is the play I'm doing at the moment, which is very fun, but it's intense. What is that play? Uh, It's called These Demons. It's about demons. (laughs) Jewish demons, to be uh, precise. It's about sisters. Okay. And um, family bonds, which are not... uh, They're not close. It's like a sort of frayed kind of family bond i don't know what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> well, it's early rehearsal stages you're learning it well 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 end of week two we only have one left so not that early I'm sorry to you. it's going I'm, at, I'm in that middle stage where i'm sort of like frantically trying to get a grasp on what i'm doing and it's getting closer and it's getting a little bit scary now but yeah. it's all going to sort of fall into place hopefully next week um, i'm sure and is this yeah. a brand new work 
it's yeah it's new writing by rachel bellman who's incredibly talented um it's really scary and really funny and really good and it's going to be at theater 503 um, yeah and it's a play and i haven't done a straight play in a while so it's very nice yeah if you want the audience to react you have to do more than just finish a song with jazz hands yeah 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 have to work work very hard very yeah. hard uh say some hebrew prayers and stuff get them get them going <laughs> that's what the audiences want absolutely. <laughs> yeah absolutely and a horror play as well that's something you don't see often enough in theater yeah i know terror. i know you really don't i mean it's definitely got some sort of stranger things sort of vibes Ooh, going okay. on it's not set in the 80s but it feels kind of 80s okay. it's like cabin in the woods kind of like yeah it's it's weird but it's also yeah i think she's really touched on something that's quite special i've not seen something like this before um Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, especially a smaller scale horror play where you're yeah. right up there with everything that's oh, terrifying. Oh, yeah, you. and there's only three of us in it, three women, which is um, amazing. Yeah. So, another quite small scale play, obviously, mentioned in the introduction, Ride, which you won an award for, your nominated stage debut award. That's mm-hmm. an, another incredible small show, just two people on stage. Yeah. Um, is that a way you like to work? Obviously, you worked in Bidcast before. <laughs> it's just so happened to be what I've done a lot of since mm. graduating, but. Um, not necessarily. I mean, I think because I'm not a dancer, I don't okay. tend to be in the big sort of ensemble based sort of shows. That they don't tend to sort of come my way anyway because it's just, why would they go for someone like me? But, um, I mean, I'm very open to doing things like that. They're, you know, much more sort of like yeah. sparkly and glam. Oh, there um, are so many incredible talents leading West End shows who can't dance. We'll go with that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure you're a better dancer than most. You have done big musicals before, like Royal Academy and things. You've you've been in these casts. We'll, we'll go with that again. <laughs> yeah. It's an audio medium. You can lie as much as you want until I buy the ticket. They won't find out. Um, no, I can I can get by. I'm I'm um, I can I can move, ish. <laughs> but right, um, you do something which is even more incredible than being a great dancer. You get an audience to pay attention to. I mean, obviously you had an amazing co-star, Katie Ellis, last time I saw it, mm-hmm. who is phenomenal as well. But Jeez. you're the one who comes in at the start and grab the audience's attention and they have to trust you. There's that mm. element of that <laughs> undefinable thing of I'm going to watch you on stage and trust you. Mm. How do you. How do you do that? Oh, my God. It, it was a lot of... Um, I had to like really compartmentalise. I'm so naturally sort of flappy and like neurotic and, all, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an Annie at all really i mean i have elements of her but you know her sort of um gravitas Mm. and like you really have to you know even though she can be quite unlikable you really as an audience have to want to go with her on her journey yeah so i really you know i'm behind that door before i go on like literally like staring at the the doorknob but i'm like (laughs) completely like getting in the zone and like you know and i have to like still my breath like i did this thing where i'd like feel my breath really low in my chest and my voice would like drop and i'd i don't know i had to like do it like a it didn't do that much but it's like a mental sort of preparation to do it because i couldn't just sort of go on as me um yeah you don't have any time to get into character while you're on the stage you burst in and yeah you're Annie London, yeah yeah it's it's pretty instant it's hardcore she's she's hardcore as a role mm. um and you know this was my first professional lead role so it was a lot i really felt especially at charing cross obviously southwark elephant i'd done it before but Mm. charing cross was the first time and there was a lot of pressure um and it was quite scary um and i remember like 
like you know when the reviews came out I sort of forgot that that was a thing because I was so caught up in the fact that like oh my god am I even going to be able to pull this off and then the fact that people were going to review me it was absolutely terrifying it's terrifying because I suppose Ride and like a lot of other shows they are Mm. reviewing you and your co-star I'm so exposed do you know what I mean I think you know most of the time most other shows musicals you know you, you have a cast of I don't know 10 plus people usually sure. and you can absolutely enjoy a show even if you don't necessarily like the lead yeah exactly you know, and ride. but you also get to go off and have a sip of water and like <laughs> you know fix your face and like costume change or anything just to like recalibrate and think okay now i go on for the next you know and this was like yeah i i literally whatever i've brought on stage in the beginning is going to stay with me you know yeah it's, it was a funny one but it was such a you know it was incredible learning experience it's amazing, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of really high notes. It's not even a simple show you're doing <laughs> for the 90 or 100 minutes, whatever it is, without an intermission. Yeah. It's full on. It's full on. The, the, the score is hard. <laughs> really, so really hard. You've worked for your awards and your nominations. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. And at Charing Cross, that I actually chose that. I'd heard a little bit about Ride, and I chose mm-hmm. that as my birthday show. That I'd go see my birthday, taking oh, the chance. No way. And it was the most incredible thing, and I'm oh. so glad for it. So thank you so much oh, for that. Oh, thank you. And it's even better, if anything, think and the last time I saw it at thank you so much oh I'm so chuffed that you came on your birthday to see of course (laughs) yeah um well yeah and I've got to blame you as well you've ruined my life in two ways first I've had the title song stuck in my head ever since I saw it at Charing Cross for the first time (laughs) yeah you've ruined my life that happens the second my flatmate will just shout haddock at me for no reason thanks to your gusto oh god (laughs) someone's recently who came to see ride sent me um Apparently, I'm a GIF in the in really? the WhatsApp group. I mean, literally, like I didn't. I don't know. I mean, it was it was as as adverts go. It was a really really lovely one to be a part of. It was like we spent the day. At, oh, where was it? Uh, br- br- can't remember. I mean, a beautiful old style. Beautiful. House it was. It began with a B and an R. Uh, one of these beautiful estates. And it was like, you know, it looked like a fairy tale. I remember we arrived at four o'clock in the morning and there was just like low-lying mist over the moors. It wasn't the moors, but it looked like moors. And like a lake and, you know, it was stunning. And I got to wear this costume and I was wearing Helen Mirren's wig from Catherine the Great. It was incredible. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I felt so glamorous. And I was like, oh, I want to do this every day. And it was really, really fun. And I hadn't done screen work in a while. I mean, I know it's an advert, but like still screen. And it it, it was... um, yeah, it was it was lovely. It was lovely, but I didn't. I sort of, you know, I didn't. <laughs> it's just funny to me that like that's that's I don't know had some kind of. I mean, it hasn't really, but like I don't know. Just I don't, I don't know. What am I saying? I don't know. Well, it was one of those adverts that they put on like the streaming services, like uh, if you watch four on the internet, yeah, and those show the same advert over and over again. So thank God at least one of those adverts was a good one, and we can enjoy that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's also one of those adverts that's like, I can feel that it, because it, it came up quite a lot, I was like, oh, who's that annoying woman? <laughs> Do you think people have turned up to ride and these like, demons? Oh, just, not oh, her. God, her. Oh. That bloody woman with that annoying <laughs> quinoa haddock line. Oh, God, shut up. <laughs> Probably. When I saw you perform at Ed Seckerson's Comparing Notes show mm. at the Crazy Cox, you said that screen work was something you really enjoyed and wanted to do more of, yes. and maybe even that was an end goal one day. Uh, it's what it's what I hope to do. I really would like to do more of it. I mean, you know, the thing is, I trained in musical theatre, so at the moment, it's very much musical theatre, which is not a bad thing. I love musicals. I sure. love to act through song. It's my, you know, it's my passion. But mm. it, um, it's a very different kind of craft, and I 
love doing it. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I want to go. I guess there are so many people who, if they can do musical theatre, they can cross over really well. Yeah. Once you get the confidence and the ability to project to the back of the room, project into a camera a few feet away from you, it's a different skill, but hopefully it's one within. It's, it's so different, and mu- I find it much harder oh. because I naturally i think that's why i like i I like it so much because it's it's i find it really not that musicals musical theater isn't challenging it is obviously it's the stamina is insane you know but like it's a different kind of skill it's like i really have to hold back because my face moves so much (laughs) and um you really it's very much about like not showing yeah you know you have to sort of let the camera pick up all of the teeny tiny quirks and things and like the audience you know the, the people watching have to put together what you're thinking and you're not you shouldn't you can't really show it i remember imelda staunton oh icon um mm-hmm. came to give us a masterclass at ram and she said how it was like um you have to imagine that the camera is like going inside you or something okay like imagine that like let it inside you rather than putting it on your face that's interesting I feel like I've completely marked up what she said and like misquoted, but it was something along those lines I mean, it and it was very kinky, powerful and very good. Yeah. But I can't remember the That's exact enough. language. <laughs> no, I know what you mean though, because it's so different to just having a conversation in real life. Obviously people aren't overplaying in real life. Exactly. But it's even more than that because the camera is on your face the whole time yeah. in real life. There are distractions, people aren't yeah. studying every little movement yeah, of an yeah, eyebrow. Yeah. So yeah. as you say, you can overact easily, I guess. Yeah, camera. yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, and I find, like, with self-tapes have been a weird thing because, you know, especially when you're taping for musical theatre because you've got, you know, there's the knowledge that, like, it's going to be for a large audience and yet you're doing it to a camera really up close and it's, like, kind of weird. You're like, how how do I pitch this? Mm. So I tend to sort of go for more naturalistic, even in my musical theatre sort of tapes because it's just going to look really bad if I'm giving it too much to camera. But that's been quite good at, like, practising how to do, like, on-camera yeah. acting. So, obviously, nominated for awards. I imagine it's not all as plain sailing as that. Like, we don't get to see the rejections. We don't get to see things. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of rejections. There's been a lot of rejections recently as well. It's been really, really Sorry. nice. <laughs> it's all right. This is what comes <laughs> with doing this as a career. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it can be really, really hard, especially when you're in between jobs um you know when you're working it's wonderful and you're like oh I love to do what I do and that's such a privilege you know there are other people lots of people in the world who don't love their day job and I do uh but it also um one you know it takes a lot out of you you know it's (laughs) it's um it's really it's kind of I don't what other jobs are there where it's like so ingrained in your identity i it's it's quite hard to sort of separate yeah you know who you are at home without who you are as an actor it's kind of this weird and i'm sure it gets much worse you know if if you get you know quite well known it's quite weird like having you know you're you're not really as entitled to a private life except you are but there's this sort of idea that like you know what I mean? Yeah, the assumption that you belong to the people you're entertaining yes. for some reason. And it's a, yeah. and even like, you know, at my stage and I'm incredibly not well known, but even you know, it's it it my my acting jobs take over my life <laughs> in a way. It's weird. Yeah. I sort of I really struggle to separate. Um well, it's something you have to do eight times a week and you yes. have to be surrounded by fans and people even at stage door. And yeah. 
yeah and it's yeah. it's weird it is really really weird um but you know i'm so lucky and i and i you know i acknowledge the fact that like, i could just do something else that you know is much you know more stable and sure. you know much you know uh, more normal but i you know I, I love to do it i love to tell stories and and i often you know when i'm rejected for things that I really really would have loved to have done it can be really hard and I really have to pick myself up and you know say to myself is it still worth it do I still love doing this and I do mm. at the moment so but you are a young person living in London as well that's alone <laughs> trying to survive in an industry where there's not a load of money going around on no, the lower level no, so when you don't no. book a job it's not just a artistic disappointment well, yeah it's and then you think of other people who literally cannot afford to do it I mean audition yeah. I mean it's like you know you're doing auditions for free mm. you know they take up you know self tapes take so much time they take so much yeah. time. I mean I, you know I have friends who literally will tape do one take and they send her send it off you know and I I don't get it I literally <laughs> will spend six hours doing yeah. one scene I'm that kind of person and then like you know putting it all together choosing the takes I've done about 80 hundred takes and it's like going through <laughs> each take and like it takes oh, me nightmare. so long you know what I mean so it's just like it's um and i'm doing it for free you know and then i will send it off and then probably not even get it and it's like and times that by every job you go for and yeah, that's a whole full-time job it's a lot itself. it's a lot and it's you know and i i'm lucky that i'm able to do it i have a yeah. very supportive family um i temp when i need to um but um yeah it's 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 hard but when there are times where i'm like well i could just do something much more stable but I you know I still love doing it so it's um yeah and I am working I'm very very lucky I'm working so yeah I was going to say for yeah. all of the actors in London you're <laughs> doing quite well and yeah obviously it's still a lot of pressure for you I can't imagine yeah how many who haven't been nominated for quite as many awards <laughs> it must be so tempting to just drop out or yeah. move to another city or yeah. anything else yeah. it's so it's difficult. very up and down it's really up and down yeah. but when you're in that sweet spot there's nothing else like it <laughs> yeah so there are probably a lot of people listening who are at drama school themselves and you went from drama school to an incredible award nominated award-winning lead role in a matter of years and that doesn't happen to everyone but uh, is there any advice you'd give to people at drama school now oh god i mean it's 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 a hard profession and mm. it's so much is is about luck i got so lucky with ride it's one of those roles that just came along and it was so sort of specific to me mm. that it was kind of like yeah you know I don't feel like those sort of roles come along all the time where they would like sort of entrust this complete newbie mm. with that kind of uh, pr like thing like it there was so much pressure it's quite I think it's quite rare and so I was I'm I, like I am so lucky but I suppose you know it's 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 about you know deciding each day whether you still want to do it because sometimes these things take time Absolutely. and it's not even about talent half the time but then it's like you still have to you know work your ass off and you know properly prepare prepare for all your auditions properly mm -hmm. like i i mean obviously people have different accessibility things but like um try to be as off book as possible yes. you know listen <laughs> as mm. much as possible um you know be respectful in all the spaces you're in but also don't be scared to be yourself that's something i find really hard 
um you know in the first few jobs i had i found myself being like a mouse of course, like i would just is. put my head down and i was like so grateful to be there or i didn't mm. speak you know and yeah i think i'm learning more how to sort of have a voice without you know being too <laughs> vocal because <laughs> it's, it's very like ten, you know, you know you have to manage quite a lot and sort of you know be aware of like <laughs> your place um yeah. but yeah it's not tender that's not the right word tenuous, tenuous yeah for? it's tenuous the tenuous thing I don't know. Yeah, something can be tenuous. And like, you know, each job is different. Some jobs are much more collaborative and you feel very free and safe to like question things and mm. um, talk about things. And then there are others where, you know, it's much more about doing the work and, you know, it's kind of gauging on each job, yeah. you know, what you bring to the table and, and bringing all, you know, the things you've learned in past jobs to that new job and it's very, you know, I've, I've, I learn, I've been learning so much as I've worked. So a lot of the things I think you leave drama school with, you, you know, I, it doesn't always prepare you for what it's like when you're actually doing it. So sure. it's, it's quite hard to sort of, it's sort of something that you have to sort of learn as you go. <laughs> yeah, so it's a constant, it, as you say, it's work to put yourself in a situation where you are lucky. You do have to learn all these things mm. over and over again. You do have to put a solid effort in. And I guess even just recognising that it is luck as well yeah. is probably good just to keep you mentally sane yeah. through the process. But it's also then completely like, it's so frustrating because it's like, you know, mm. I, I have friends who are so talented and it's like, you should be working and they're not. And it's like, why? Why? So we should talk about Stage Debut Awards mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, very exciting. I spoke to Davina DeCampo a few weeks ago for this <gasps> podcast. And I mean, obviously, I'm a big, big fan of theirs. And yeah, yeah. She was at, um, well, when we were doing Rive, we were at, uh, 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 when? The first, the first week? The first week? A pre it was technically previews. We were at the Leicester Curve and SpongeBob wow. was there at the same time. Amazing. And she was like a couple doors down. <laughs> No idea who I am, but like I, I smiled. <laughs> <laughs> well, soon you'll know each other very well. Oh, doubt it. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm sure it's going to be a really fun ceremony. Yeah. With Davina hosting, and there are going to be so many incredibly talented people there. Have you got a chance to see many of the other nominees in their shows? Uh, <laughs> have I? That's a very good question. <laughs> I, I mean, I was supposed to have seen Miss Saigon because I had a number of friends in it and then I couldn't because it was at the same time as Ride. Of course, you're a working actor. How do you go to see all of these shows that exist? The public should know that they can go to it. They can just buy tickets and turn up and have like a full three-course meal and hang out with all you superstars. Oh my God, I'm so excited for dinner. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> you never get fed at these things, do you? I've, ne I've never been to something where I've been fed. Oh, I've never been nominated for anything. <laughs> I no, know. I know, but I assume you've been to... Well, I don't know. I've never been fed at any of these events before. I'm no, so I, excited. I thought awards ceremonies I've been to, you don't get that. It's not a fancy occasion in a I fancy know. venue. It's just like oh, some theatre on their off nights. I can't wait to eat and to dance. <laughs> <laughs> and be harassed by all of your fans. My many, many two fans, yeah. <laughs> um, well, we should talk about musical theatre, mm -hmm. about how you first fell in love with musical theatre. Mm -hmm. Was there one show which really caught your imagination when you were younger and made you fall in love with musical theatre? Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I used to watch, religiously, I used to watch all of the, like, movie musicals. I didn't, I didn't go to the theatre that much as a child for some okay. reason. Um, Was your family not a big musical theatre family? We were much more into films, massively into films, but I used to watch all of the big 
uh, movie musicals. I was obsessed with The Sound of Music. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I think that was probably the first big musical I actually saw on wow. stage. And you were in it as well. I was in it. I think I was about seven. Wow. I was tiny and I was, I really wanted to be Jemima and I was just too small and too young. Mm-hmm. And I was, who was I? I played Marta. I was one of the sewer kids and I <laughs> got to go, I got to have one line because I also played a mini spy because there's yeah. this whole bit with these spies and they're like Baron Von, whatever his bloody name is, his spies. And I then need to see this musical again. I cannot remember is, any of this. Is it on anymore? I don't know. I can't remember. But there, there's It'll a bit somewhere. where they run on stage and it's supposed to look like they're in the distance. So they get two kids to run on and there's like a toy version of the car. Oh, so cute. I was the little mini spy and I remember my, my line was, I'm running as fast as I can, Boris. <laughs> professionally done yeah and i did it for 10 months wow. and I, I had such a good time but um i loved history bang bang and i loved i think i really fell in love with musicals through barbara streisand through my mum playing her album in the car oh. um through yentl she used to play yentl for me all the time beautiful, as in the film beautiful. um nice. yeah that was sort of how i found the sort of songs I like to sing as well. I mean, Julie Andrews and Barbara Streisand were the two that I most sort of, um, I would say I'm most influenced by. Yeah, that's interesting because they are arguably before your time in many ways. Yeah. But the things like Yentl that they did are really timeless. And yeah. if your mum's playing them, of course you'd fall in love with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually speaking to a mutual friend, Desmond Cathabel, who was in Miss Saigon, we were just talking about. <gasps> and she Desmond. said that I should bring up your mum at some point because you ha- apparently you've got such a close bond. Um, My mum is speaking- very supportive and I'm very lucky. She, she, she is the, definitely the, you know, she, she, she's the reason why I have lo- a love for, for Barbara Streisand and for, you know, all the sort of influence of, influences I've had have, have sort of come mostly from her. Amazing. Were my, there any other great artists who influenced you when you were young? Um, I, love, I love Kate Blanchett. Who doesn't love Kate Blanchett? I love Kate Blanchett. I love... <laughs> Someone who does a lot of theatre, even though she really doesn't need to, so... Oh, I saw her to be inspired at a play in the National, and she was unbelievable. How was that? It was impossible to get tickets. What was it called again? I didn't see it. My friend saw it. Some sort of weird S&M Yes, thing. it was, wasn't it? She's just amazing. She just has this, like, thing in her voice. <laughs> again, I've really tried... Because for yeah. a very long time, I used to talk up here, and I... You know what? Doing doing ride made me lower my voice, and now I talk down here, and it's weird. Um, well, I suppose you have also grown over the last two. I have grown. Three I have years aged. Yeah. <laughs> I've aged, um, but I feel like my my I don't know. Has my my larynx have just gone got lower? Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm but, yeah, professional scientist. Sure. Yeah, sounds right. I love her. She has she has gravitas. She's so good. Yeah, my flatmate is an obsessive Kate Blanchett She's fan. amazing. Like Kate the movie Carol is on every other week mm, in our flat. She's just incredible. And I love Nicole Kidman. And I love I love Viola Davis. Oh, I love... Oh, I feel like I... A lot of great screen actors. Yeah, I do. I do. I suppose the screen actors are the ones you see most when you're young. Yes. There's someone else that I love and I cannot think who it is. Anyway, let's move on. Don't remember. <laughs> So what prompted you to get into the music industry? What made you go into Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and all those shows when you were seven years old? Oh, God. I mean, I I started going to... I begged my mum to let me go to one of these, like, after-school stage schools because my older sister, who was really shy, um, 
she started going to help her confidence and I begged to go along and then from that I I joined the agency at the school because um I think the woman who ran the school said you know she's quite good <laughs> she could Lovely. do it do this mm. and my parents were quite against it at the time because they really wanted me to stay in school and then Chitty Bang Bang came up um and I don't think anyone thought I would get in because I was so young. And then I did. And it was, I mean, it was a massive distraction. I was literally away from school for 10 months, but I loved every second of it. It was yeah. amazing. It was so formative for me. Um, well, seven's so, so young. Like, were you well-behaved? Could you be well-behaved no, at seven years old? I was, hara- my career was almost over before it started. <laughs> I, oh my God. Made some enemies yeah. on that set. No, this was really bad. I almost got fired because some joy riding this, and chitty chitty no, no, bang no, it was bad i there was there's this bit where the sewer kids basically pull on this rope well they're not actually pulling on the rope we're children but we're supposed yeah. to look like we're pulling on this rope and on the other end of the rope is the baron being lifted into the air and then the curtain comes down and we're supposed to let go immediately because it's this pulley system and so they need to lower the baron back down right yeah. Yeah. so they always said let go immediately and this is during a show Okay. I decided to keep holding on. You made a choice, an artistic choice. I made choice. a choice as a seven-year-old <laughs> to keep holding on to this rope because I just, you know, I was a curious child, I'll say, and I wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> and, of course, I went flying, and this is mid-show. Can you imagine? Uh, like, that's like, a nightmare. Oh, no, I, I probably could have died. Yeah. I went flying up into the rafters of the theatre, and backstage were like flapping around trying to get this kid down and I'm just holding on with my hands and of course they bring me back down they take me backstage and I remember I got the most horrendous telling off in front of everyone Mm. (laughs) so (laughs) that's what that was like but most of the time I think I was good (laughs) I mean surely that made them more liable for lawsuits than you you're a seven-year-old maybe I mean I think they probably you know looking but it's like well they probably you can't really trust children to you know it's got to be a different sort of mechanism because you just cannot trust children not to if you tell them not to do something they're going to do the opposite oh yeah my day job is in the school science department i know this yeah they burn each other they explode things oh god of course they do yeah yeah so which musical score gets stuck in your head most often and honestly it is the title song from vide for me for the last two years (laughs) and i hate you for it but for you what is mine um okay so this is kind of embarrassing but I only very recently got into Wicked. <laughs> okay, late to the party. <laughs> I've never seen Wicked either, which seems like an absolute travesty. You live in but London. That's I know, never going away. I know. But I only recently, <laughs> sort of, I think for a long time, I was sort of anti-Wicked because I was like, oh, everyone likes it, so yes. I won't. Sure. <laughs> for no reason <laughs> at all. Um, and then, you know, in the past couple of years, honestly... Since I think since I went to Ram and I'm surrounded by, you know, very musical theatre-y kind of people and people were singing the songs, I was like, oh, this is good. So I started yeah. listening to it. So that's like, I play that a lot in the car because I feel like Wicked is the most fun to sing along to. A hundred percent. When yeah. you go on the motorway with Defying Gravity on. Yeah, it's very good. You haven't seen Wicked, which is remarkable. <laughs> I imagine it's Terrible. difficult to go see all of these shows. <laughs> And like Wicked, you feel like it's never going to go away either. It's, I know, I think that's the problem. I sort anyway. of feel like, oh, okay. You sort of run to see, you know, the, the sort of slightly shorter running ones. And exactly. then, yeah. Saying that, I've seen Les Mis, which is... <laughs> yeah, similar pedigree, exactly. I've seen Les Mis, and that's because a friend of mine was in it. So I went to see the Les Mis. 
Um, so you just need your friends to so get cast in all these. We need Desmond to cast in Wicked, is what we need. Oh, I'd love that. Yes. Who oh, she'd be amazing in that. God, yeah. Well, speaking of musicals currently running in London, uh-huh. is there, what is your favourite musical that's currently on oh, in London? Oh, oh no, because I... Uh, well, there are musicals that, I, that are coming back... Sure, let's that. I that. saw before, that are coming back very soon, which I love. You haven't... Well, I, I, does it count as a musical? I love Standing at Sky's Edge. Oh, that's absolutely a musical. Does that sound... Yeah. yeah. Um, that was... an amazing show. Completely mind-bogglingly... Is that a word? Mind-boggling... Mind-boggling... Oh, my God. <laughs> mind-bogglingly. I don't think it is a word. <laughs> Whatever. That. It was yeah. brilliant. I mean, it was like, I literally left that performance and I didn't know what to say and I've never had that before I mean no I have I had that with Fun Home at the Young Vic a million years ago I was sobbed my eyes out um that oh Stan It's Guy's Edge was unbelievable so so good Um, unbelievable and I had the absolute ridiculous privilege of um uh being able to do some of Chris Bush's work when I did a play in a day which was like one of the first things I did out of um Ram. Of course, I've only heard that. I didn't make the connection, of course. Standing yeah, yes, her writing literally breaks me. She is so supremely talented. But um, yeah, loved that. And I also loved Hadestown, and that was a while ago. <laughs> but it's coming back, isn't I'm it? I'm you went to see it at the National. <laughs> I did it at the National. I've been obsessed with it for years. Yeah, Weirdly, amazing. I'm going to see Anais Mitchell tonight. She's performing at Barbican. Oh my God, cool. I'm so excited to see her. I've been a fan of her as a folk artist for years and years wow. and years. And it's her Hades Town concert yeah, yeah, album yeah, yeah. that got me into musical theatre in the first place. Oh, my god! And I'm so glad that's coming back to Lyric Theatre soon. It's so good. It's so good. It's so clever. Well, to tie in what we were talking about earlier, what is your favourite movie musical? Oh, Moulin Rouge. Solid choice. Okay. Moulin Rouge. Oh, it's probably my favourite film ever. Okay. I love it so much. I love Baz Luhrmann. It's so... Uh, just it's just oh it's so bohemian <laughs> get it um no oh no I, I don't know it's it's like my childhood it just makes me feel so many things <laughs> love it um i've talked to a few people about this who had the same reaction as me it got hyped up so so much by everyone and i didn't watch it for years and years yeah it's like with you with you and wicked and i thought everyone else likes it maybe i won't like it yeah and then i saw it and i felt disappointed by it <gasps> Because everyone else are hyped up so much. But then everyone else says the second time they see it is when they fall in love with it. So I need to watch it one more time to finally understand it. I just thought it was so... Like nothing else I've ever seen. It's just so magical. And also, I remember I spent... Oh, one of my birthdays, can't remember which one, at the Secret Cinema... That, Rouge. Been cool. that was the best night I think of my entire <laughs> life. Like, honestly, I was living the dream. I was wearing like the full-on like... Um, what are they called? Like... Can Can Girl is that is that is that what they're called? Yeah, I guess they, you know with like the the feathery skirt yeah, things skirt and thing. the you know in all sort of like slightly gothic sort of Victorian like oh I was thinking of like for hearts on my face and I did all my makeup and I remember and I went and there were literally like actors like breaking into the song in the like the street except it wasn't a street it was like a fake it was set you know yeah, yeah. and then we like you know we were like partying with all these like strangers and then we watched the film which is obviously you know wow. my favorite film so did you see the live version of it yet? That's okay. It's I did look, but it's expensive. It's so expensive. It's expensive, it? and I am not um, made of money. So. No, I mean, why do you think I do a podcast? It's yeah. Occasionally, I get a free ticket, and it makes it worth it. Oh. And no, Moulin Rouge I only saw because I got one of those standing at the back tickets for like thirty yeah. quid. It's still thirty quid to stand at the back, and I yeah, I feel like I nearly passed out. Oh, it was so see, much excitement, I, so hot. Oh no, I was going to say I did that once for I did Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway. 
Once. Well, Broadway, you do have to stand, yeah. No, and I, I couldn't. It was it was horrendous. My my knees. Oh. <laughs> I don't have young knees, apparently, because <laughs> it was a lot. It's really weird, isn't it? Because, like, Guys and Dolls Immersive Production and Burnt City, where you're moving around a lot from place need, to place. I need to see Guys and Dolls. It's really good. And it I've doesn't... Heard. When you're standing up, it doesn't feel like you're standing for three hours because mm. you're moving and they're moving, but just stood still at the back of Moulin Rouge it's and it's so hot and yeah. oppressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different thing. Yep. Anyway, we're talking about your favourite movie musical. We talked about our knees. <laughs> That's our age. Um, what musical might people be surprised to learn you love? So it could be something at odds with your personality or a guilty pleasure if you have one of those. Um, see, I don't know what's surprising because I'm kind of weird. Like people know I'm quite wacky. So I don't know <laughs> what would be surprising. Yeah. But I love, and I've, this is, it's weird because I've never, I've never actually seen it. But I'm obsessive Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, beautiful cast recording. I yeah. Well, yeah, I just listen to the cast recording all the time. Yeah. But I don't actually know what the show <laughs> looks like. But I love the yeah. film. I guess that is a surprising one. Um, like Natasha Pierre, great comedy to 1812, rather, mm-hmm. which is one of my favourite musicals of all time great I one. haven't seen. So yeah. why would anyone expect me to like it? Yeah. Anyway, that's a perfect yeah. answer for this question. Thank you. I love the gothic. Did my dissertation on the gothic. Really? <laughs> What other yeah. works fall into that category for you? Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, I suppose Sweeney Todd would fit. Oh, absolutely. Jekyll yeah. and Hyde would, th- would fit. Yeah, the slightly uh, Victorian. Quite a lot, uh, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jane Eyre, that would fit. Jane Eyre. There, there was definitely a musical version of Wuthering Heights because Katie Ellis, as in from Ride, did it. Yeah. Um, that, that would fit. The National <laughs> Theatre one, right? Yes. That was so good. I went yeah, to, she played me yeah. some of the songs from it. It sounded really cool. It was like... I am the earth. <laughs> I don't know. No, it, was don't know like it was something like that. It sounded really cool and rocky. It was great, but with like loads of wind effects and everything. It yeah. was beautiful. I love Wuthering Heights. It's a very good book. I mean, the National Theatre, Standing at Sky's Edge, Wuthering Heights, mm. they put, throw so much money at these things and they end up looking beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think is the most romantic musical? Oh. You've named a few very romantic musicals already. Uh, I think Sound of Music. Oh, yeah, gorgeous. But is it specifically Julie Andrews and... Um, Christopher Plummer that is just the magic I don't know um, Anastasia I love Anastasia which I haven't seen yet I saw it on Broadway it beautiful. was amazing I love Anastasia I've heard amazing things it's so uh, beautiful who was it um, I think Carrie Hope Fletcher when I interviewed her that was her choice either for this question or a similar one as well oh was so, it oh you got something in common cool. uh, no, I need to see it will I bring it here Obviously, a Russia-based show at the moment. Is that going to be controversial? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's quite... It sort of had its... I don't know. I feel like it should have come over a while ago. And the fact that it hasn't, it doesn't give me much hope. But then again... Then again, they're bringing over... Supposed to bring over Mean Girls now, aren't they? And they're bringing over lots of other things. So maybe. Maybe it just takes time. I don't know could be one of those that the pandemic just put plans on ice and now there are so many musicals they have to open and Mm. things are doing so well Mm -hmm. when they opened cabaret at kit kat club yeah who knew that would be so incredibly popular and it's been running and that'll probably run forever if they wanted it to yeah 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 um what musical have you never seen that you think you should see so maybe like a classic which has passed you by (laughs) yeah of course (laughs) 
It's going to be a long answer for all of them. Oh dear. All no, I'm going to keep it brief. Uh, I really want to see... Well, oh, that was a bit Cockney. Oh, I really want... Uh, <laughs> sorry. I really want to see... Did you grow up London Cockney-wise, or did that just come out in from nowhere, that Cockney accent? I go quite Cockney sometimes. I don't know where it comes from. Interesting. <laughs> and then I try really hard to overcompensate. Not that there's anything wrong with being Cockney, but... You don't want to be seen as putting on an accent. Well, yeah, I, just, I don't know. And then I get really sort of... I don't think I get posh. I get quite North London. I don't know. <laughs> It's gonna happen again, isn't it? Okay. Um, what musical have we not seen? Da, da, da. I what I really want to see next to normal. It's so good, and unfortunately there were no tickets. There's left no in the world. tickets, none, none. Um, I was lucky to see it in previews, and I think it was even sold out at that point. But yeah. since the reviews came out as well, impossible. But it's gorgeous. I mean, kill someone, steal their identity, get into it. Not looking lightly. Oh. It's now looking like my friend got tickets for us for Saturday, and I was so excited. And then it, I'm I'm in tech, <laughs> so it's not going to happen. You've got too successful a career. That's your problem. Oh, poor me. <laughs> Boo hoo. <laughs> Barely. Go on. No great choice. Hopefully they'll film it or something as well. And at yeah, one point we'll be able to so. see it again. Yeah. Which musical's fictional world would you most like to live in? Um. That's a weird question. Thank you very much. <laughs> so the story behind this podcast is I had to come up with an interview format within like an hour before I was interviewing someone. Mm-hmm. And I decided to be the mayor of musical theatre and ask these questions. Love it. And, and now I'm a bit stuck with them. I feel like if I stopped asking, that, asking this weird question now... Well, you've got to do... Yeah, I get it. Could miss out on some gold. I get but it. then everyone will just say Oz, which is usually what, what but This is what I'm saying. Everyone would say Oz. What other ones are there? But Oz is kind of scary and wicked. I don't know why everyone mm, wants to go there. I know. But it's like, you, you sort of feel like it needs to be somewhere magical. And so you sort of think, which other musicals are magical? So I was racking my brain. And like, obviously, I've... Well, not obviously, you don't know me that well. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I've always had this obsession with Peter Pan. I guess <laughs> I'll be really snobby and say, mm, Lena Bernstein's Peter Pan. <laughs> I don't Excellent know any other choice. versions. <laughs> That's fantastic. Would you never, be a, never, never land? Would I'll you be there. a specific character in the show, or just someone in the? Oh, oh. See, I would always have said Tinkerbell before, okay. but I'd love to play Peter. Because Peter's oh. usually played by women. Well, like Annie Londoner is quite similar to Peter Pan. A similar kind of mm. vibe. <laughs> they both like to lie and yeah, like lying your way through lead life. people on journeys and things and just making yourself the center of the story they're both narcissists yes there we go these are the people you relate to <laughs> yeah yeah Perfect. well you're an actor not a director so it's not a fair question but if you were to direct a radical restaging of a classic musical what would you choose to bring up to date or change in some way okay so i loved as a child i loved the film of i don't know if there was ever a stage version i assume there was but i loved the film calamity jane it was with Doris Day. Do you know it? Seen, yeah, I don't think I've seen the stage version, though. Oh, yeah. So I'd love to do a stage version of that, because I always felt, as a child, I was like, why mm. Why are they with these strange men? They both have these strange men in it who kind of don't do much for the plot. And it's okay. sort of more about the two women and their friendship. And these two men are kind of just there. And the, both actors are very handsome, but they kind of look the same. I'm sorry if that's really, really, really offensive, because I'm sure they're really famous, wonderful actors. But as I a child, it sort of, it always, I always felt like I can't tell the difference between yeah. them. 
the sort of thing where they just had some men so on the film poster there would be men and men would go oh I can see that it's not a woman film there were men in this they were that, and they, but they look very similar anyway but I always felt like the women should have ended up together so I think they should do a retelling not retelling it's in I think it's in the plot Calamity Jane where Calamity Jane and the other woman in it whose name <laughs> I can't remember they should be together the future Mrs Calamity Jane yeah absolutely yeah that I'll do that the big question, if you were the mayor of musical theatre, if you had the power to order one show, be staged forever, so you can go see it whenever you want, which show would you choose and in which venue? Oh, my God. See, this is bad, because I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not realistic. Okay. I've said, I've said Hercules in an amphitheatre. <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> like, just the biggest load of crap. An immersive into the woods... In a wood. <laughs> I feel like... These aren't theatres. This is great. During the pandemic, they were going to do that somewhere. Were and they? I don't think it ever happened. But that would have been the best show ever. And of course, they did it in Regent's Park, which is nearly in the woods. There were trees oh, involved. Of course they did. Oh, it's been done. Right, Hercules in an amphitheatre. There we now, go. Now, I see this. Like the uh, theatre at um, Epidurus or something, is it? The big Greek amphitheatre where they still do plays and musical really? performances. Something like that. That'd be that would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, a lot to travel for you every day if you want to go see it so often, but it'll be worth it. Yeah, I think it would. Hercules is... I think Hercules... Is Hercules the best Disney film? Is that too strong to say? I don't know. I'm I've putting, putting it as a rhetorical question. <laughs> is it the best Disney film? I love... Okay, I think it's one of the best. It's one of my favourites. Yeah, I too. first watched it only a few years ago because I was writing what? an ancient Greece-themed musical and I thought, well, I haven't seen Hercules. Is I it Hadestown? <laughs> if I was as talented as Anais Mitchell... <laughs> I mean, I'd still be here talking to you because what? Because you're amazing. Oh, but um, you. no, Hercules is a great, great film, and I'm shocked it's not Very on good. stage yet. I know they're yeah. bringing it soon. No, I think it was it was in America. It was in New York. It was in New York somewhere, somewhere near there. Okay, it was, and I don't know where, what happened to it. Yeah, how is it's it in a cast recording? No, I don't know. Maybe there is. I don't. I know. feel like I've heard rumours that they're doing Hercules in London at some point. But oh, that'd be so cool. But we don't have an amphitheatre worthy of it. I'll have to do what they did with the Kit Kat Club, Kit Kat Club, and um, like repurpose one of the old theatres to look like an yeah, amphitheatre. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You've been incredible. <laughs> Thank you very, very, very much. You've been excellent. I hope I haven't waffled too much. <laughs> you're a professional actor. You're a professional waffler. Oh dear. Thank you. Thank you so much for chatting to me. Thank you. So that was Liv Andrusier, just the most phenomenal talent. She's going to do such great things very soon and I can't wait to follow her career from here. Do follow her on the social medias. The link's in the show notes. See what amazing things she's doing. She's going to be winning Tonys, Oscars, Olivier's in about a month, I think. And of course, Liv is nominated at the Stage Debut Awards on October 1st. That's going to be such a fun night with Davina DeCampo hosting, not to mention all the live performances, dancing, DJ. It's going to be great. There's going to be food. It's going to be phenomenal. If you want to be at that ceremony on October 1st, there's a ticket link in the show notes for that as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please do get involved in the social media and like and subscribe and review and tell us your favourite musicals, what you would order run forever if you were the mayor of musical theatre. It would be lovely to hear from you. Very special episode 30 coming out very soon 30 episodes that's we're an old old podcast now 30 episodes uh look forward to that one very special episode coming soon and see you next time i won't see you maybe i'll see one of you in real life one day who knows keep it musical